Super duty. Tough work. Early morning edition. You beat me to it, brother. You beat me to it. <laughs> we know what this early is. Early as hell. Jeez. This is, this is early for us. Maybe regular people are productive this early. On a Sunday. Yeah, we're not productive this early on Sunday. This is the sleep-in day. <sighs> not today. Yeah. Your boys is up and at it. Your boys is recording that thing. Mm-hmm. Putting in them hours. You know, getting that podcast recorded and out to the people. Because this, I guess, ends up being the best time to record it sometimes. Yeah. Even though we uh, are likely a little more spry later in the day. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yes. Yes. There's none of that right now. This is <laughs> this is uh, dark eyed and slothful. Right. This is the sloth edition of the podcast. And so we are here. We are here. You know, uh, how you doing, Mr. Logic? How you doing, sir? Doing good, man. Just, uh, you know, working my ass off, getting my, uh, getting my campaign popping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Super Duty fans always get the jewels first, you know, mm-hmm. but my uh, album release party, November okay. 12th, okay, 2022, Big Let's Room go. Bar. Let's go. You know. Jay Swiffer, Renee Dion, John Rogers, bringing Cryptic One in from New York. You know, oh what I'm shit, saying? all the fam. Yeah, it's it's gonna be buttery. Okay. So, you know, tickets will be going on sale very soon, but you know, the Super Duty fam always get the first dibs. Let's fucking go. Shit, this man. But say that lineup again. Say the lineup. <laughs> Jay Swiffer. Okay. Yeah. From Fly John Rod Fame. Fly you. You fame. know. Yes. Uh, John Rogers and Renee Dion. Yeah, we already know what they do. Powerful yep. combination. Powerful combination. And, and my man Cryptic One from Adams Fam coming in from the NYC. Oh, that is family right there. Yes. Man. It is going down. Has Crypt been here? No, they did come here a little bit after. Yeah. they Bernie's might have been the last time he was here. Yeah, probably. It's been a long, long time. A long time since he's been to Columbus, man. That's my brother right there. Cryptic One, Adams Family. You know, I assume he's doing a fire beat set. You know, I the know flames. What doing. Yeah, the yeah, flames. I got to get him on here soon. Yeah. Cryptic, I got to get you on here soon. You already know. I've been, I've been watching you. I've been watching your moves the last few years. Yeah, he's been doing it big. Yeah, yeah. You've been doing some things that we need to talk about on the show, Cryptic One. So I'm going to get you on this motherfucker. You know, yeah. I'm just putting it out there now so you just can be prepared when you get the call and or text from your boy. Yeah. You're coming on and you got some stuff to share with the people. And uh, now that's dope. That's dope. You say November 11th? November 12th. November 12th. That's Saturday? The, yep. It's a Saturday. Day after the album drops. The album drops on the 11th. Okay. Release party on the 12th. I'm there. You know, Saturdays is my, my day to do the thing. Now, now right. the only issue is that we record on Saturdays now. Right. The we have to do it early. Okay. We have to do it early. Let's say we might end up skipping the podcast that week. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, if you live in Columbus, uh, if you live in Ohio, surrounding areas of Columbus, uh, come out and support the Logic, man. It's been a minute since he did an actual uh, performance or a release party for one of his Thanks. projects. And so, uh, you know, this is not something that happens all the time. Um, big room bar. Uh, it's a dope little venue. You know, uh, they've always supported independent music, uh, you know, connected to CD 
two, formerly one one, et cetera, right? It's 92. Oh, 92 90, now. 90, they, yeah. they didn't change a couple of times, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, yeah. shit. But yeah, so, uh, you know, they've always supported us heavy. And yeah. so uh, I hope that you all will come out and support this man for his release party. You know, as you see, Brothers is working hard, getting this music ready for the people, having these events. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, come on out and support. That's dope. Yes. That's dope, and that's good news. I don't got nothing fly going on like that, man. I, I just don't. I'm just making songs and shit. I just you just making fly music, you know what I'm saying, this, for this, the people's ears a little later yeah. down the line. Yeah, you know, you actually leaving the house and shit. <laughs> right, it is rare. It is yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah. I'm rare. like, I, my man's doing an actual performance. I might, I'm rolling up. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, as the youth say, I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna pull up as the youth be saying. Yeah. Okay, so this week, this week, this week we got a topic. We've been talking a little too long. Uh this week's topic is about networking. We've had a lot I see a lot of stuff going on online. Mm-hmm. You know, about networking and um my email inbox is often flooded with people doing networking wrong. And it made me start thinking about, man, look at how some people are doing this stuff online. Look at some of these emails I get, you know, and I'm like, these guys don't know how this shit really works. And sometimes we can forget how it really works, even as artists, even as successful artists, because sometimes the lazy way is the easy way. Yes. And so you be taking shortcuts uh, with your networking and sometimes the shit you do don't work. So this episode is to kind of dispel uh some of the false beliefs about networking especially in the music industry but this episode will probably apply to every fucking industry as usual um and this episode is called the truth about networking we want to break down some things that people think and kind of let you know where that shit is going wrong so you can stop doing it the wrong way and get further faster right and so uh that said take a break we'll be right back we got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, folks, we're back. Super Duty Tough Work, Printnificence, my co-host, Logic. We're here, as per usual, every week. Brand new episodes. This week, we're talking about the truth about networking. 
If you work in any field, especially a creative field, you need to know these realities. Because some things are presented one way, but they're not what they are today. And some things have just changed. Yeah. You know, we live in a more interconnected world and people are actually more accessible now. But the issue with people being more accessible now is people tend to abuse those levels of levels of uh, access. And so people get more sensitive about who they connect with, how they connect, how you can approach them, how you need to approach them. Because if they got any type of following, then they be getting bombarded with shit. And uh, so we're going to talk about the truth about networking today. But before we do. This week's episode is sponsored by MC out of the Toronto area S and his new album. So you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh. Dope now, title. Yeah, it's dope title. So we've talked about S before on the show. He had a uh, project called Social Meteor, which was really dope. You know, and we we spoke about that on the show and promoted it on here as well. He's got a new project out. It's called So So. It's called You Want a Piece of Me, and uh, it's available on all formats: CD, digital, vinyl. You know. And the record is a concept record. And that's one thing we've talked about. This man makes some true school hip hop. Mm -hmm. Really just straightforward, dope beats, dope rhymes. Um, But he writes conceptual records. This record is a conceptual record in the sense that, you know, it's really about him. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it's kind of like, you know, you watch a superhero movie and it's just like the origin story. Right, right, right. This is kind of like when you you're a fan of the superhero and then he then they go back and do the, the origin story or the prequel or what happened before he got bit by the spider. Right. That's what this record is. So he's kind of going back through his life and he's breaking down um, how he got to where he is, which is kind of something kind of refreshing to do the way he does it. He's talking about like how he met his producer how he got to, you know what I'm saying? How he got into hip hop, how he like, uh, you know, uh, his name, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because his name is E.S. His real name is SMA or SME. And he even talks about how to pronounce it. And I probably just yeah. fucked it up. But, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's a dope concept record. And uh, one that we feel uh, uh, good about promoting on this project because it's dope. So if you want to support this man, his new project, you want a piece of me. Um, you should go to smusic.bandcap.com and that's E-S-M-U-Z-I-K dot bandcap.com and from there you can get pretty much anything he's got joints with he got a joint with Elzai on this record Yeah, you know what I'm saying Um, the record is produced by Jay Powell um, and it's a really consistently produced record it's 10 tracks it's not too much I mean, and it's got like three music videos. Man is putting in some work. You go to his band camp page. You can see there's a good amount of people supporting him as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a situation where we just doing this uh, ourselves. He's, he's got a nice little following going and uh, worthy of checking out. Right. And uh, we want to thank him for sponsoring this week's episode. That said, let's get this motherfucking show on the road. Yes, sir. Talk about this networking. The truth about networking. Truth number one. This is going to hurt some people's feelings. Mm. Networking is dead. Relationship building is alive. Yes. Networking is dead. 
relationship building is alive. What do you mean by that? See, back in the day, they used to have this shit called networking events. You know what I mean? They had yeah. these music conferences where you could go Jack the Rapper. You know what I mean? Uh, what's the other one you should have in New York? Uh, I'm going blank right now. It'll pop in my head later. But uh, you had all these fucking events. And that's just on the music side. All professional industries have quote unquote networking events. Mm-hmm. But what people have to understand is that was born before the internet. Yes. You had no choice. Had no choice to meet people in your field. You had to go there. And there was an expectation that as soon as you walked in that door, you was getting hit with cards, conversations. You went there ready to interact and engage. Right, right. You went there like, okay, I need to go to this event because I'm a professional in this field. It's going to be a bunch of people there. And that's the expectation. It's no surprise that through the rise of the Internet, we don't hear as much about networking events anymore. Right. And a lot of reason we don't hear about them anymore is because everyone is so fucking interconnected now that people are turning everything into a networking opportunity. Mm -hmm. People are tagging you on things. Ain't got nothing to do with you. People (laughs) are in your email. People are, you know what I'm saying? Pitching you stuff. People are sending you beats you didn't ask for Mm -hmm. under the name of networking. That's how people think networking works. They weren't around for the era where you actually went there and tried to provide value. And and people were in the room with the expectation that you were going to pitch shit to them. Yeah. Now they just do it all the time. And so what has happened now is that networking has kind of evolved into building relationships. Because people get hit with so many fucking unsolicited uh, pitches. Mm-hmm. the importance now mm-hmm. is on relationships yeah are you a good person are you cool are can i can i look at your timeline and see a motherfucker who's handling business responsibly yeah right like what's your social fingerprint look like you know what i mean do people vouch for you are you a known or an unknown what's your resume look like all of these things have something to do with whether someone will be willing to, to build a relationship with you. Do you have common ground with that person? Or are you just hitting them up to pitch something where they can do something for you? Mm-hmm. Relationship building is, is alive. And uh, networking, in my opinion, is, is pretty much dead, particularly in music. Yeah, I think under the guise of what? networking has always been yeah it's very dead Mm -hmm. Um, because at this point like you said so many people hit so many people up about whatever that it becomes noise at the moment you know what i'm saying and if i don't know you it's a lot of times if i don't know you or had some kind of or somebody vouched for you or you know like somebody hit me like yo i'm sending my man over here you know to you for some production or you know Mm -hmm. blah 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 then most likely I'm going to ignore you or, you know what I'm saying? Like I might hit you with a, you know, generic response. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think one of the cool things for me is that over the years, me, um, well, the last couple years, me doing my live and doing my beats and B side stuff, I had a lot of the same people in those chats. So I built some relationships with some of my fans to where I can have some conversations with certain people. And it's made me a little more open 
to building those relationships. But that's super more important than, you know, just, you know, hitting somebody with a random email that they didn't ask for or a DM. Yeah. You, you most likely will get ignored and blocked doing yeah. that stuff randomly, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I think also people listen to the stories of successful people. Mm hmm. And the part that they leave out is the relationship building part. Yeah. A lot they, of times. You know, they see a talented person and then they'd be like, yeah, he got signed. Mm -hmm. And they, and their mind thinks he got signed because he was talented. And they missed that this person was in their field, was active, was very social, was meeting people, was building relationships. And then Instead of it wasn't just that he just sent some random demo to somebody and got signed. Right. It was that, you know, he was making music. His homie, who was best friend, worked in this label was like, yo, my guy works at such and such label, man. You 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 need you need to send this to them. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I don't know. But look, man, let me call him and see if I can yeah. get you over there. It's always like that. That's the stories that don't get told. Mm -hmm. These people who connect people with other people that they want to deal with. Um, and and those things happen a lot. And so when you hear a success story, try to not just listen to like the big jumps. Mm -hmm. Listen to how how they speak about the people that they know, the people that they connected with, the people who put them in position. You know, and a lot of that is not done through no damn uh, random. Hey, you know, check out my new album. You know what I'm saying? Post. It's like that's done years. Meeting people in person, shaking hands sometimes, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times those people who connected you, you know, connect people to other people, they don't get the recognition. They they're not a a star. They're not mm -hmm. the manager, you know, with the flashy suit. Like they're just mm -hmm. somebody who happened to know somebody that you have a relationship with and they have a relationship with with this other person. Yep. And they just were the ones that connected the dots. I mean, I have like you watch some behind the musics and shit like you'll hear names yeah. that you're like, who the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? But that would be that a lot of times that's that person or people that connected those dots in order to get that person, you know, to the next levels of their career. Facts. Facts. So that's number one. Number two truth about networking is that horizontal networking beats vertical networking. By what, what we mean by that is that horizontal and vertical is like what people tend to do when they first get into a new industry is they start looking up everybody who they want to work with, who is higher than them, more successful than them, more established, all of this stuff. And they make this list. Say, These are the people I want to work with. These are the people who can put me in position I want to be. And they start going after those people. And then they get frustrated because those people are working with people who they know who are on their level. And they say, man, these, these motherfuckers who are on don't never want to put nobody on. Mm -hmm. They get mad. But they fail to realize the reason that it's so hard to do that is because you're trying to network vertically. Networking works best horizontally. That means the most effective networking you're going to do the quickest and most effective connections you'll ever make are with people who are on the same level as you. Right. And so what should be your goal? It shouldn't be to look up at who's the biggest artist and connect with them. 
It should be to look across the fucking street. You know what I'm saying? Across the table, be like, this dude is in the same place I'm at. Mm -hmm. Let me connect with him. She's right where I'm at. Let me connect with her. And let's see if we can put something together that works for both of us. That will take you so much further because what what happens now is you can see this in the the producer community. You have this discussion about what's the best way to get on. Is it getting placements on larger artists albums or is it building your own artists? Mm -hmm. And one thing all the artists who get good placements say after they get a few placements, they say, man, this is cool, but you can't rely on this. Yeah. Exactly. The better path is to is to develop your own artists, mm-hmm. find artists who are hungry, who are where you're at and build them up and build up, build your own style and your own catalog and your own thing, because that gives you more leverage. And then people want to work with you when they see that what you can do. Right. But people tend to think that networking is always got to be done vertically for it to fucking matter or work. And it's not true horizontally is the most powerful type of uh, networking and vertical networking is just harder. You're just putting more pressure on yourself. There's a reason that people got to that level and they're not looking back like that. that <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, especially yes. if you, you, you tugging at their coattails, mm-hmm. like they're not, they're not looking back like that. It makes much more sense to get with somebody that is where you at. That's how, you know, we met atmosphere and rhyme sayers. That's how we met Adam's family. That's how a lot of the cats that we are friends with to this day. It's because we made friends with them because we were all in the same place and we all did what we could to get everybody, you know, where they could go. And you never know that person that's in that same level with you now. Yep. Eventually might take a step up into that upper echelon. Hello. Because you built that relationship. They going to look out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'll be then you'll have a relationship in that next level that you were trying to get before. Exactly. Then you have somebody that can help pull you up and get you to that next level. Yeah. Like look look at a Drake and a 40. Right. Who who were they before they worked with each other? Exactly. You know, 40 and Drake, they invested in each other when they were just started and now they're fucking one of the biggest combinations in in the industry, right? And mm-hmm. they don't have to work with anybody else. Right. You know, because he took the time and built up his artist and Drake took the time and invested in him. Yep. And and when Drake came up, he came up. Yep. He we didn't hear about him getting a bunch of placements on nobody's albums before he worked with Drake. Yeah, we ain't hear who we ain't know about 4D before Drake, really. <laughs> no. You know? No. And uh it's it's a perfect example. And you know, and we see yeah, Drake came up, but yeah, he did, but he kind of worked with the same person who was there when he didn't have it. And, and that uh, person kind of created a whole style of music for him, for him right. be- that became popular, that became the thing, because a lot of people weren't making beats that sounded like 40s, Mm-mm. especially in, you know, in the upper echelon of the industry that filtered, yep. you know, kind of dark, mellow shit, yep. mellow shit. They weren't really doing that until he came around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so like if you're out there, you know, you listen to this, I, I want you to, to really, this might be one of the most important ones on here mm-hmm. because I think there are artists who somehow they overlook how important people in their scene are. Right. And they kind of over uh, inflate the importance of people outside of their scene. 
saying, oh, this person over there can do more for me. This person locally can. But the person who's the vertical guy ain't going to fuck with you till you got your horizontal shit lined up properly. You know what I'm saying? And as you come up, he's going to be right there anyway. So, like, don't don't sweat the horizontal. I'm sorry, the, the vertical shit. Fuck with the horizontal networking. That's number two. Truth number three. About networking is that being liked is more important than being skilled. This is a fucked up truth right here, man. And this is one I kind of peeped the other day at work. This is work story time. Mm. So my my old trainer, he knows this guy on our account named Mike. I don't know Mike, but you know, truck drivers, we all talking. Everybody know everything about other mm-hmm. truck. The dude do smash up his truck, every truck driver on the account know. You know what I mean? It's a small account. And so uh Sky Mike, he's always beefing with the manager, with our manager. Oh, he's always giving me this fucked up routes. He won't do this. He's, uh, he's always beefing with the manager. Now, he didn't, you know, not like beef, beef, but just like complains a lot. Mm-hmm. I never complained about a single route I got. I just run shit. And I get to my miles. That I get I get what I need and they take care of me. Mostly because I don't complain. I'm easy. I'm probably the ideal employee because I don't say shit. Right. But I start hearing about Mike. He's mad about this. And then I start hearing about Mike like. Some some employee at a store swung on him. Wow. Yeah. And it was an old dude, too. Like a 70-year-old dude swung on him. And Mike's probably about in his 50s or something. You know what I mean? Dude 20 years older than him swung on him about some kind of altercation they had. Other stores start complaining about this Mike guy. Because he wouldn't help them. Because we got doors. And so sometimes we got loose doors that, you know, you got to. You're supposed to assist them, unload them. Right. Whatever the case is, I never had no problem with this. If it's a loose door, I say, hey, man, where you want to put this door? Oh, don't worry. I'll come help you get it. We carry it out together. Or I just move because I just want to get the fuck up out of there. Right. And so um, I start hearing about him complaining about the doors and then the stores start complaining. And this guy you got, you know, he's basically a jerk. They don't like working with him. And he seems to always beef with the stores. And he got beef with the manager. Lo and behold, the, the, the typical process in trucking is that when you're fucking up, you get written up. Mm-hmm. You get enough write-ups, just like everything else. You get enough write-ups, man, you might be out of here. Right. But in trucking also, they don't want to fire nobody. Yeah, because they need people. They need people. It's hard to find good truckers. It's hard to find people show up every day. Even this is why truckers just be cussing each other out all the time because you can't fire motherfuckers that that like that. Mm-hmm. But peep this: about a month ago, Mike comes in to work. They tell him he got to go to the to the terminal to talk to the people down there. Mm. Mike goes down there to talk to them. They fire him. Wow, fire him. Didn't have an accident. Didn't have a write-up. Mm. Was by all you know definitions a good driver, skilled. Just a jerk. <laughs> Just nobody you, liked him. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> they got this man out the paint. Mm. He was not liked. I say all that to say this: 
being liked is more important than being skilled. Yeah. It's going to burn a lot of artists. It's going to chap their ass. It's reality. But you need to know this because this impacts your networking. When you trying to network with motherfuckers and your main pitch is I'm the dopest, I'm the dopest, I'm the dopest, I'm skilled, I'm skilled. You got to understand that shit don't matter that much. People would rather fuck with flawed people who are likable than highly skilled people who are jerks. Yeah, because you can learn like skills you can learn. Yes. You can't learn character. Character no. is, is, is you. <laughs> You know, I can teach you how to, you know, drive a truck, yeah. but I can't teach you how to be good to my customers. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got, that has to be in you. Yes. And if it's not, I can't fuck with you, no matter how good of a driver you are. Yep. Yeah, man. It's deep. So don't be like Mike, y'all. Don't don't be the guy. Because he got blindsided. He was salty. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people would be because you would think it would. Right. Would, Escalate. Yeah. But yeah. all those things were building up. You get enough stores that call. You get enough. You get in enough things with your manager where your managers don't like dealing with you. You know. You know what I mean? It's like, sorry, buddy, we gotta let you go. Mm. Damn. But yeah, that's number three. And so uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you. As a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, The book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media, but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. We're back, folks. Super duty tough work. Blueprint, a logic. This week we're talking about the uh, the truth about networking. You know, hopefully this uh, is valuable to the people out there who are navigating your industry, whether it be as a veteran, as a new uh, person, new artist. Hopefully this is helping you. Uh, and some of these realities are they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. uncomfortable. But you need to know that this is how shit really works sometimes, you know, and none of them are, are perfect. There's there's, uh, you know, exceptions to every one of these rules. But um, 
we just want these to go out there and hopefully you will do this shit a little bit better when you do it and know that this is what goes on because we've made all these mistakes in this list and you know we want to share this so that you guys can kind of kind of skip some steps if you will so number four truth about networking is kind of like built on top of the number three number three was that you know being liked is more important than being skilled but then number four truth about networking is that being valuable is more important than being liked yes now this is different because people understand skill but they don't always understand value yeah just because you're skilled don't mean you're valuable hello (laughs) (laughs) you see it yeah you see it and so that is the most important thing for you to realize at home skill you can be in a skilled motherfucker the most skilled motherfucker at your field sitting at home making dope shit every day but are you valuable to anybody do they need you can they do what they do just as effectively if you were to be like nah i ain't gonna fuck with y'all no more i'm out yeah that's value value is when somebody really wants you you help them about their bottom line and they want you to be around right value like you have something that they want and they want to keep skill is kind of like unrealized value mm-hmm. like you got the building blocks of value but you ain't really done nothing with it yet and I say that valuable is more being valued is more important than being liked because when you get to a certain level of value, being liked don't matter that much. Right. Because they need you. Hello. Sometimes valuable <laughs> people can be assholes. Hello. But because they're valuable, <laughs> hey, you know, got to deal with them. It's well known that Kobe was an asshole. Yes. But he's Kobe Bryant. Yes. What are you going to tell Kobe Bryant? <laughs> right, right. He ain't what you going to tell? The, yeah, like what you going to tell the Mamba that he he benched? No, you're no, not. No, you he need can that be man. A, he can be as much of a dick as he want to be because you need Kobe Bryant. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a perfect example. You know what I mean? Because some people will say, "Oh, well, wait a minute." You know, I thought that in a previous one, you know, being liked is more important than being skilled. Yeah, being liked. But now we just talking about value is a whole different thing. You want to establish whatever you do in a way to where people value you. You have something that people can tap into at all times that they need to get to their next level and reach their maximum potential. If when you get there, the way people treat you changes. Yes. The biggest difference, and I spoke about it before on this podcast, about when I was in corporate America versus when I worked for myself as a full-time artist, the biggest difference I noticed immediately was that in corporate America, people work with you because they have to work with you. Right. Because there's like a pecking order and there's an org chart and there's a hierarchy and you got higher ups and they got higher ups and you don't want your manager to talk to their manager and their their manager to be like, hey, well, the logic won't do what I need him to do. Can you get him to do it a little quicker? You don't want that checks and balances. Whereas when you are in the realm of self-employed people, business owners, entrepreneurs, they only work with people who are valuable. Yep. 
They don't have no incentive to fuck with you if you're not doing nothing of value. Because they can't afford to just fuck with people just to fuck with people. <laughs> yep. When you're self-employed, you need people that can do the job that you need them to do when you need them to do it as efficiently as you need them to do it. Yep. That's it. It don't matter. It. it don't matter. <laughs> nothing else matters. Because if you don't do your job right, I don't pay my bills this month. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different conversation than I'm your supervisor and, you know, this big umbrella entity is sending you a check every two weeks. That's a completely different situation. Come on. Completely different. (laughs) Completely different. And people got to see that, you know, like, and, and I think that confuses some people when they get out here and, you know what I mean? Like we would have issues with maybe somebody at a club and we knew like the best re- way for these clubs to treat us good is for us to pack our events. Mm-hmm. All the bands who fucking hated certain venues in the city always hated them after they had a shitty show there. Facts. You never seen a fucking uh, a group or a club or an act in Columbus blow out a club, have a great turnout and then be like, you know what? The people at that club are bullshit right it's always when you ain't got but 10 people there Mm -hmm. it's real light they gave you a saturday but nobody came yeah all of a sudden the staff ain't as friendly Mm -hmm. take a little longer to settle up you might get paid nothing you know they're not gonna be as friendly when you start calling them back about getting more dates Mm -hmm. you're not valuable yes and it's fucked up, but it's the truth. Your music may have value to other motherfuckers, but to that venue and that club for what they need, you're not valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we done did, I remember doing shows at Scully's blowing out the New Year's and fucking Scully, the owner, being there with bottles like, Prick, which bottle you want? He cracking yep. fucking champagne. Hey, yep. to get us to the crew. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know Real. what I mean? We Real fucking have money tonight. Yo, it's crazy in here. Good job, man. You know, valuable. Valuable. Yeah. Like, they might not never listen to our fucking music. They don't care if we the best rappers in this fucking city or not. Yeah. Never listen to them. They, I never had a conversation with them about my music. Never. Nah. They just want to know when the next event was. You know what I mean? What y'all yeah. got going on? And for <laughs> and for a rap show to be on New Year's Eve Come in a on. club that holds eight, nine hundred people. Yes, several years running. They several do. years. Yes. You know several they was years. fucking with us. Like we Hell was yeah. blowing it out. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's uh, that shit is a perfect example. But for you at home, just be thinking about value. How can I be more valuable to people? You know what I'm saying? And that will ultimately lead to you being treated better by people because now you got more opportunities and your skill is not, you know, that important. And being liked is not that important. Value is super important. Okay, that's number four. Number five. Truth about networking. Is that cold calling and cold emailing is dead. It's dead. dead. So dead. I don't care who you are. Like, if you're just emailing me about, you know, I got six beats for you that I think you might like. And I ain't even engaged with you on no social media platforms. I don't, I ain't never peeped your work. You ain't. Six degrees of separation away from me to where like, oh, yeah, that's my man's man. Mm-hmm. That's that's such and such as homie. Yep. That's, oh, yeah, that's the. Oh, yeah, I know his name because he works with. Yeah. That shit ain't gonna work. Nope. 
it's not going to work. It's completely dead. And I feel bad that people are out here telling artists that that's how you get shit done. You send beat packs to strangers. Yeah. It's not it. I don't even open those. I like immediately I, I, I block. <laughs> I block the person. And I've I've made posts on social media yeah. about this. Like if you send me unsolicited beats, yeah. you're immediately blocked. I don't even open the email. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't even open the email. And the beats could be dope. Bruh. It could be. I don't even give you a chance because I ain't no. asked for that shit. No. No. This is the worst part about that shit to me. I'm like you. In general, I never open them. But one day. Mm-hmm. I opened a couple. Like, let me see what these guys are sending me. Mm-hmm. Why they send me all trap beats? All trap shit. Why? All trap beats. Like, uh, now I'm just like pissed off because I'm like, motherfucker, you clearly don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah, it's just random fucking emails. They just, oh, this dude has, you know, over 10,000 followers. Yeah. Let's, let's send him some trap beats. Like, how you know I rap over trap beats? Everybody don't rap over trap beats. No. You don't know shit about me. I ain't never rapped over trap beat in my motherfucking life. And here we are. Guys sending me trap beats. Cold emailing it. It's just ridiculous. Oh, that shit is dead. If you listen to this, never do that. Please don't. Don't do that. Because you end up getting blocked. People don't want to fuck with you. And you're better off doing some of the things we said earlier in this thing. Like the people who you think you're, you're politicking with. Unless you are connected with them or somebody. And there's a degree of separation where they know your name or know where your shit's coming from. Uh, you know, like, it ain't going to fucking work. Don't let people who have exceptions to this rule make you think that this rule don't apply. You know what I mean? And even their exception is they leaving out some shit about them knowing somebody who knew somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no. All the cold calling, cold emailing is dead. Don't do it. That's number five. Number six, truth about networking. And this is one that I've learned over the years. Number six, truth about networking is that word of mouth is better than self-promotion. Truth. Word of mouth is better than self-promotion. Why is that? One thing I realized over the years is that no matter how many posts I schedule, no matter how much content I created around a record or a song or a music video or a book or whatever I'm putting out and promoting, none of that shit spread word faster than word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have projects where you can't put everything into promo, but the word of mouth is strong. Yeah. Motherfuckers are talking about them. The word of mouth shit will take you much further, faster than anything that you do, because you are one person. With limited time, you got, you know, job commitments, you got personal commitments, you got sleep, you got certain shit, you you got a social life, right? You can't be promoting your stuff all the time. And even if you could, you can't replace what happens to a project when the people champion it? Mm-hmm. You can say, yeah, this shit is fire. And your job is to make people aware of it enough to where that word of mouth can start spreading. Yeah. But outside of that, you can't do that much. Yeah. You can just tell people about it. That's really it. 
That's it. And if they like it, they're going to tell others. That's when you start growing. That's when you start getting more opportunities and saying that you've got X, Y, and Z service or product or whatever. That's cool. But word of mouth about your business is far more powerful. Yeah, this is why you do certain things with, you know, people to let them spread the word. There's a reason like for me, you know, with my new record, there's certain places where I was selling the record early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here in just here in Columbus. It's not like I'm shipping them out, you know, to places, but just here in Columbus, because I want to put it in the hands of certain people Mm -hmm. that can listen to it. And hopefully they like it enough to tell other people to tell other DJs to tell, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I'm, and I'm trying to start that because I understand that concept. I understand that, you know, word of mouth means something, you know, especially amongst the DJ community. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If another DJ like, yo, I got this record dog. Mm-hmm. Shit got bangers on it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Then D- DJs are, are, are prone to listen to each other. So, you know, trying to get that started is very important and you know, it, it definitely helps. Yes. That's a fact. And uh, to go on to that, we're going to add on to that with number seven truth about networking, which is that references and testimonials are highly important. Vouching. Vouching. You need people to vouch for you. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't recognize you out here. Who this motherfucker? What, why, why should we listen to him? Mm-hmm. Are people listening to him? Is he good? Yep. Ain't no comments on this music video. Ain't no comments on this post. Why should I listen to him? Ain't nobody engaging with him. Mm-hmm. Versus somebody who's got uh, testimonials for their business. You go to a business who's, who's reputable, who know what they're doing, they're going to have some testimonials from other yeah. people who subscribe. What do we, what's the first thing we look at after we look at the price on something on Amazon? Reviews. Hello. <laughs> you look at the reviews how many stars it got yeah you scroll down see what the reviews talking about i think i'm gonna fuck with this the people are smoking yeah everybody seems to like this product that never used to be a part of business 20 years ago 20 years ago it was shaking hands in person things like that but you didn't have this huge place where you can go literally watch read thousands of reviews of a product those are testimonials. Those are basically references for that business. You know, there are people who we do business with who people are like, yo, man, I'm looking for somebody who does X, Y, and Z. Oh, my man does this. Hit such and such up. Oh, I need somebody to print some shirts. I need somebody to print some CD covers. I need somebody to make some posters. I need somebody to do whatever it is. We are all so connected that we're going to ask our friends about that first. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And our friends is going to text us a name back. Mm hmm. Hit up such and such. And then they might also hit that person. Hey, my man's about to hit you about some yep. such and such. Yep. It could be somebody you never dealt with before. And because that other person had a relationship with them, when they give you that reference, that shit going to work out smoother than anything you could have done on your own. References and testimonials are highly important. Try to get them when you do business with people. See if, if, you, if hey, man, I did this for you. Leave a comment. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, subscribe, write a, a review of the business on here, write a review of the product. You know what I'm saying? Because this shit goes a long way. It goes a long way. And when you got that on your side, you don't have to uh, 
cold call network people with people as much because your, your services and your product is speaking for itself enough where people want to vouch for it. Right. That's number seven. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Right. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at Super Duty Tough Work at weightless.net. That's Super Duty Tough Work at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Once again, this episode is sponsored by MC. S.E.S. and his new album, You Want a Piece of Me, which is uh, available right now. You can pick it up at smusic.bandcamp.com. That's E-S-M-U-Z-I-K dot bandcamp.com. It's produced by producer Jay Powell. The record and the title, you know, You Want a Piece of Me, is just kind of like a play on a phrase, um, but he's using it to refer to... Um, giving a piece of himself to the listeners and going back and and telling stories about himself and his life, his origin story, if you will, about how he got into music, uh, how he met his producer, how he, you know, coming to the country as, you know, an immigrant, you know, um, it's pretty dope, pretty dope record. He's got the kids on the record, Elzai's mm-hmm. on the record, on a feature, well-produced, good, uh, true school, boom bap, hip hop, you know, um, uh, that we can definitely vouch for. We got vinyl available and, uh, it's out now. Once again, you know, we want to thank this man for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, this is S Music, E S M U Z I K dot bandcap dot com. He's got three music videos out for this project. Uh, you can check out as well to get a nice little sample of it. And uh, you know, support this man. And uh we thank him for sponsoring this episode. Where? Okay, the last three joints. The last three joints. The truth about networking is number eight. Number eight truth is that most opportunities come from personal interaction and not online. That's not to say that you can't meet people online and make good connections there. You can. It happens all the the time. But there's a personal element that goes with all this. Where you, at some point you should meet that person in line or you met them. I'm sorry, in person. You met that person in person and then you started coordinating online. Oh, yeah, I remember you. I met you at the such and such event. Right. Oh, you were such and such friend. I met you at the such and such show. Make sure you got my contact information, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you kind of go from there or you, you meet them somewhere out. and You know, that's your people's people. So you follow each other on social media. Then you connect via there. Right. It's kind of similar to what happens in real life with mutual friends and whatnot, but the personal 
uh, in-person interaction is way more effective. Like we spoke about being liked is super important. If you're a likable person, you really need to lean on this one. Mm -hmm. Get out as much as possible. Shake as many hands, kiss as many babies as you fucking can. Because you're going to create so many opportunities just by being around. And I, right. I can vouch by this. Like my my old drinking days. Yeah, I was doing a lot of drinking, but I met everybody. Right, right. All the people who end up doing a lot of big shit later. I be drinking with a motherfucker one week. The next week they got a job booking at a big ass venue. Mm-hmm. Print, I want to get you over here. I be drinking in a spot. They don't even fuck with hip hop. Next thing you know, hey, when are you going to play here? I don't even do it. We want you to play. Okay. All right. You know, you be drinking a motherfucker who write for this magazine, write for that magazine. Or you be out shaking hands, kissing babies on the den. Oh, that's my homeboy. He works. So you should meet such and such. People are like, hey, uh, you should meet such and such. He's done such and such. And you do such and such. Y'all should connect. In person, this shit happens all day. Yep. All day. Very easily, too. Once people meet you, shake your hand, see what you like. It's like, hey, what's up? What's up? You have a couple laughs. You never forget that person. Then you connect online and you go from there, you know, but if you are uh, a pretty likable person, people fuck with you. Uh, don't uh, underestimate the power of meeting in person. Yeah, because online you can't you can't tell, you know, what people are really their intentions. No, you know what I'm saying? You can no. kind of see, you know, facial yeah. expressions, body language, you know, yeah. when you're talking to somebody. So you really get a feel for the type of person that they are. You know, if you're if you're paying that much attention, but yeah, you know, yeah. online everything is fucking virtual, and you know, there's no emotion behind typing. Yeah, and something else that you really what you said just made me think about something else is that people's guards are up heavier online. Oh, very much so. If you and I are just out at a show, you you like a band, I like a band or group, we're just there. We got a mutual friend we didn't know about. They know about us, but they've realized we haven't met. They introduce us. It don't matter whether we or we're we're uh, networking horizontally or vertically. Mm-hmm. The guards are down. Right. It don't it don't matter. All of a sudden it's like, oh, that's my man. He just introduced me such and such. Now we can we can engage more sincerely because I know you're not there just to meet me. Mm-hmm. I'm not there just to meet you. Right. And so it's such a, a more natural thing when you're just being social and looking for and you come across these people who have similar interests or in your field who uh, actually can help you get to your goals faster. They're less uh, guarded. In person, that's number eight. Number nine, truth about networking. And we've said this on this podcast before. We gonna say it again. Your network is your net worth. Your network. Is your net worth? Look around you. you. Feel like you ain't got no opportunities. You feel like nobody is going anywhere. Your network probably ain't really that valuable right now. Facts. You know, uh, it, it's 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 an old saying, and it's been many rap songs. You know, if you got nine broke friends, you' about to be the tenth one. You know, <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? Like you are the average of the five people you talk to the most, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, when you think about that, that suggests that your opportunities that you're are, are largely a reflection of your network. Yeah. If you don't hang around, speak to engage with successful people, it becomes very hard for you to be successful. 
everybody you hang around is kind of uh, struggling. Whereas when you start coming up and you start finding yourself in rooms with a bunch of successful people, you about to be successful. Yeah, I always tell my kids if you're the most, you know, successful person in your in your group of friends, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong group. Hello. You need to be around people that's doing better than you to give you something to strive for, give you something to look forward to, give you game. Yes. Teach you how to get to those levels. You can't be the top dog and you ain't even doing shit. Hello. <laughs> you can't be the top dog in the group and you ain't doing nothing that you got nothing to shoot for. You think you done made it. Yep. It's true. It's true. You know, so as you listen to this episode, I hope it's making you realize like, yo, let me reevaluate who I hang out with. Let me reevaluate who I'm engaging with. Are these people on a similar path as me? Do they even want what I want? Right. You know, are they as passionate as me? Because if they're not, then the chances are you're not going to ever eclipse the level you're at. You know, um, we we like you said earlier, we networked horizontally. We knew all these artists that are our friends now. We, they were our friends when they were just before they blew up. Mm-hmm. But because we were cool and we were all working together, and when everybody came up, it was like we all came up together. Right. Um, so our as as the the value of our network went up, our value went up. Yeah, there's a reason that our first tours are with Atmosphere and Mind with Idea, and because yeah. we built those relationships, and we were all in the same place at one point and, and you yeah. know when people start to move up it's like oh now i'm gonna bring you with me we yep. all we all gonna eat now yep yeah man and so uh you know cultivate your network you know i hope that's something that you get out of this episode and then the last joint the very last bullet point this week is number 10 number 10 a truth about networking is that out of sight out of mind mm. Out of sight, out of mind. This is an ugly truth, but I hope that you at home can see this shit. Um, two years of this COVID shit. It's got a lot of artists reevaluating things. There are people, me and uh, Kari were talking about this, like, it's artists who who legit just disappeared. Just disappeared off the face of the freaking earth, man. Like, not seen, not heard from. Motherfuckers ain't tweeted in years. Nope. Motherfuckers had a nice, real strong buzz going before all this shit happened gone disappeared nothing it's like they got snatched like on some fucking horror movie shit like my homie was standing right there a second ago right (laughs) he gone you know what i mean where he at you know and 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 the crazy part is people just move on people will fucking move on your own fans will fucking move on Mm -hmm. if you're not really active that's the nature of this game there are other games where this shit don't necessarily apply. You know what I mean? But in this game, the entertainment game, the music, the art game, like once you kind of disappear, people are looking at other things. It ain't to say that you're going to lose everything you built up necessarily. But understand that sometimes when you gone, like you out of people's minds, they ain't thinking about you. you ain't, they ain't seeing you. They ain't not thinking about you. Yeah. Catch timelines is full, man. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like, and if you ain't fighting for a spot in that timeline, they ain't thinking about you. Mm-mm. No matter how much of a fan they are, if you're not fighting for a spot in that timeline on a consistent or semi-consistent basis, yeah, they're not thinking about you. It's true. The real truth, man. Yeah, it's fucked up. So 
you know, when you start thinking about networking and then to add on is like one of the most valuable things to other people is seeing your activity. People are way more willing to work with somebody who they perceive to be active than they are someone who is kind of standing still or is not really pursuing shit going hard. You know, they look and, they, and everybody looks at your social media. It's like your fingerprint. It's like your fucking resume. Yeah. And look at your YouTube views. They look at your fucking blog. Is he active? Is he promoting something? Is he dropping anything? And they say, you know what? Oh, yeah, I work with this motherfucker. He's doing some shit. Yeah. You know, so remember, out of sight, out of mind. You know, it's an unfortunate truth, but it definitely applies in music. And so, you know, even if you may not think it's much, you know, just do what you can. Do what you can and drop a little until you can do more. Stay active until you can do more. And uh, that's it for this week. Yeah. Let me read these back. 10 truths about networking. Number one, networking is dead. Building relationships is alive and well. Number two, horizontal beats vertical. Number three, being liked is more important than being skilled. Number four, being valuable is more important than being liked. Number five, cold calling, cold emailing is dead. Number six, word of mouth is better than self-promotion. Number seven, references and testimonials are highly important. Number eight, most opportunities come from personal interaction, not online. Number nine, your network is your net worth. And number 10, out of sight, out of mind. That's it for this week. I hope that y'all got something valuable out of this conversation. You know, um, Support a logic, support our episode sponsors, S and his new album. You want a piece of me? Uh, and, uh, you know, we thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?